to Autism in the Adult podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Teresa Regan, an adult neuropsychologist. I specialize in brain behavior relationships for those 14 and older. I'm the parent of an amazing teen on the autism spectrum and a certified autism specialist. I am deeply grateful to bring validation, hope, and purpose to individuals and their families living on the autism spectrum. With this mission at its core, I founded and currently direct the OSF Healthcare Adult Diagnostic Autism Center in Central Illinois. My books include Understanding Autism in Adults and Aging Adults and Understanding Autistic Behaviors. For more information and to join my online community for free, visit www.adultandgeriatricautism.com. Please join me in helping individuals, couples, and families thrive while living life on the autism spectrum. Hello, everyone. This is Dr. Regan joining you for the episode today, and we're going to talk about autism during the holiday season and how to really help someone on the spectrum enjoy a peaceful, joyful, and community-oriented holiday season. For many people, the holidays are a time of excitement. Our favorite holiday memories might include Christmas trees and ornaments and holiday get-togethers. There might be favorite things that we eat or cook together. And there's this tingle of anticipation, this excitement of what the holiday brings that no other time of year quite replicates. It's this balance between tradition and surprise, and many of our traditions involve this heightened sense of emotional response, this anticipation, this excitement of what is coming, and we don't know quite what it is. Now, for people on the autism spectrum, this excitement often feels very hard to distinguish from anxiety. For the individual who loves routine, quiet, alone time, the rush of the holiday season might feel uh, akin to a restlessness or an anxiety, an amped up feeling that is hard to come down from and hard to stabilize from. So psychologist Alex Korb described in 2014 that excitement is tied to the brain's limbic system. So this area controls the body's stress response, and from a biochemical perspective, from an anatomical perspective, this difference between fear and excitement uh, is a very fine line as far as the brain is concerned. And when we have this biochemical response in our body of excitement, our brain is supposed to help us translate the meaning of the physical sensation. And so this uh, flush of adrenaline might be experienced as pleasant. For example, perhaps you have a surprise visitor or a gift or unpleasant. So perhaps it's the anxiety of a near miss on the freeway or losing your job out of the blue. So this swoosh of uh, adrenaline is given meaning by the brain itself. And the brain helps us decode this is a good surprise and this is a stressful surprise. But unfortunately for the autistic individual, many experience this adrenaline rush as involving tension rather than anticipation. 
As an autism content expert, I'm really grateful to offer my experience to help you plan more enjoyable celebrations for the holidays that are all inclusive so that people who have differences in what makes them tick and what they enjoy are also included and really are making important holiday memories and connections as well. So here are some tips to help the person on the spectrum feel more centered and therefore able to enjoy and participate in holiday traditions. Well, one thing to keep in mind is that people on the spectrum often have very favorite things. They can be very specific about their favorite food, their favorite activity, their favorite topic, And in some ways, we can use this attachment to these things to help balance uh, some of the other draining things that they might experience during the holidays. So if someone on the spectrum has a narrow range of favorite things, make sure to allow them to include these favorite things in the holiday celebration. These things may not be traditionally holiday-oriented. It may be that they love to eat a certain kind of cereal for dinner or they love hot dogs. It might be that they are fascinated by space and want to watch YouTube videos about space. Uh, Some person may really prefer short sleeve shirts and shorts, watching a favorite TV program at 11 and 3 every day. Whereas the holidays are typically a time to set aside everyday schedules and really uh, bring in these holiday traditions to replace them, for the person on the spectrum, they're going to need some of that familiar scaffolding for their day. So whether it's their schedule stays much the same or we uh, balance out some of the holiday dishes with their favorite foods, whether we allow them to go ahead and wear their most comfortable clothing, whatever it is we are going to need to set about the holiday planning in a way that helps them uh, enjoy remnants of their familiar structure, enough that perhaps it can balance out this change in schedule, this change in um, meal um, offerings, this change in the routine. So consider allowing the individual to stick with her preferences, even during holiday celebrations. So if the most important thing to you is that this person join the family at the dinner table because this is family time, then make sure that you allow her to eat her own preferred meal. Uh, Focus on what's most important. So the most important thing, for example, might be visiting time. Uh, The most important thing might be that people uh, trim the tree together, that they put the ornaments on together. So choose what is most important to you and then figure out what they can also just hold on to. So it's not that their whole schedule changes, their whole routine changes, all of their activities change, all of their meal times change. Figure out a balance. One mother remarked, you know, at first it was really tough to let go of my idea of Thanksgiving dinner because there are really very specific things I think of us eating at at Thanksgiving, and that makes it Thanksgiving to me. But we really were able to adjust our thought process and allow ourselves to have some new meal traditions at Thanksgiving that coincided with what my son 
needed to eat. So I really look forward now to seeing my son eat a stack of pancakes on his plate while everyone else eats turkey. It's just a new tradition and we've really learned how to make it work because it's much more enjoyable for everyone and it's very inclusive and everyone sits at our table and everyone eats. So that is kind of a a shift in thinking that allows the meal to be very inclusive and for us to focus on family time and Thanksgiving instead of particular dishes. Number two, you can also remove the personal focus. This can help the individual on the spectrum really feel more peace during these get-togethers. So One of the things I think we love about gift giving is that we all look at the person who's going to open that gift and we all watch them take the wrapping paper off and we watch their eyes when they get the first glimpse of what it might be and we watch their reaction and then we ask them what they think. And this is exciting Um, And we love to gift each other with things that really are valued and that the person loves. But for the individual on the spectrum to be the focus of that watchfulness uh, can feel very intense. You know, one of my clients described, I can't even enjoy opening the present because everybody's watching me and I know I'm supposed to make my face look a certain way. And they seem to feel like I'm not reacting the right way. And it just adds a lot of stress to the process of opening gifts. Consider giving the individual on the spectrum time alone to open the gift if that's their preference. So go ahead and give them this gift. Allow them to go to their own space and open it up in their own time. And that can really increase, again, if giving... Uh, and connecting with people is the most important thing, we can have this joy and still give them more space to open the gift, to process the gift, to look at it, to have their own reaction, and to just have confidence that this is still family building. Even when the joy is expressed in private, Uh, The gift giving is still meaningful. It's still an important part of the holiday tradition and an important part of relationships. Now, gift giving brings up another topic, number three, uh, for the tips, and that is to consider avoiding surprises. Now, I know that surprise is a, a very joyful element for many people's holiday season. But again, for the person on the spectrum, This element of surprise is actually this element of anxiety, and they love to know what's going to happen and when is it going to happen. So even though surprises feel really treasured to many of us for what the holidays are about, those adrenaline rushes really can feel uncomfortable for the person on the autism spectrum. So consider saving surprises for those who enjoy them the most. You might want to let the autistic know what the plan for the day is. You know, this visitor is going to come and this is what we're going to do while this person's here. And then we're going to go cut down a Christmas tree and really make sure that everything is very specific and planned for the individual who's already outside of their regular routine. Ask him if he would prefer to receive surprise gifts or if he would like to know what will be under the tree. 
So as unconventional as this sounds, the excitement of receiving a known gift at Christmas might be actually so much more enjoyable than the anxiety of not knowing what's hidden under the tree. And you could do this many different ways. You could tell the person exactly what's being wrapped for them and put it under the tree if that's what they prefer. Or you could tell the person, maybe you have a tradition that every year they get five gifts. And maybe one of them's a book. One of them might be a clothing item. One of them might be a game. And so perhaps they know each category, but they don't feel like they need to know the specifics within the category. So however this individual wants to handle that element of surprise Um, honoring that need uh, is going to really create a much better holiday experience. And another way you can handle surprises is that you can make sure they don't happen all at once. So perhaps people get five gifts and they're under the tree. Well, maybe you extend this Christmas week. And while people are on vacation and holiday things are going on, Everyone opens one gift in the morning and one gift at noontime and one gift in the evening and kind of spread out the ability to open each one, to savor each one, to really use it and avoid that crash that we've all seen where uh, someone in the family, especially thinking about the little kids, you know, they're so overwhelmed with adrenaline and they're screaming and excited and they wrap, unwrap all these things and they almost just can't balance the experience of getting each gift that all the gifts end up in this pile and the adrenaline leads to a crash rather than a good experience of really savoring each gift. The fourth tip that I want to offer you is to provide the person with a role. So if we are having social get-togethers, and perhaps that's a little bit less during this 2020 season of COVID, but a lot of times there's a little bit of uh, social coming together, and even though the topic or the context is the holidays, sometimes these get-togethers are very unstructured. So the person on the spectrum is going to appreciate some structure. So typically in school, they're with other people because they're talking about a topic. So a topic can be structure. Or at a community group, they're together because they share a certain interest. So perhaps with scouting, they love camping. And so that's the structure and the topic. Um, At the holiday season, you are expected to be in the holiday spirit, but there's some unstructured mingling and talking about how people are doing and what are they doing for the holidays. And it's this unstructured piece that's going to feel the most unsettling to the person on the spectrum. You can add some structure, some scaffolding to the event that can help them feel more grounded by giving them a role to help them know where they fit in in this unstructured piece. And so perhaps the role is holiday photographer, or perhaps the role is to make a list of gifts that people receive so that people can do thank you letters at a later time. 
perhaps the role is to take the little kids downstairs and start a card game or to make sure that Grandpa Joe has a visitor when perhaps other people are walking around talking and he prefers to sit in a chair. So whatever the structure that is created, I would suggest that you really kind of plan out what this person might want to do during that time and then allow them this balance of rest breaks as well. So this person might have the role of taking people's coats and welcoming them into the holiday gathering. And when that's all over, perhaps the, the person might watch their favorite videos. They might play some video games for a while to regroup. And then perhaps it's decided that they'll come out for the holiday meal. Because again, that's a time that's most important for the family. They want him to be able to join them for this particular part of the holiday gathering. So you can decide ahead of time what will the role be, what will the division of coming together and having alone time be, and what is the most important goal? What's going to leave people feeling like, wow, that was a good celebration. I'm glad that person came. Um, So rather than Will this person join the celebration or not join the celebration? These are always to balance what this individual needs and what the family really desires from the holiday celebration. So allowing room for individual differences and inclusion during every season will bring more freedom to the celebrations and joy that you all are trying to make in these wonderful traditions and the surprises and the excitement balancing out what everybody needs that will create the best memory. And I hope you have many wonderful holiday memories this season and into the new year.